Hello and welcome to the Methods Podcast. My name is Matt Culpin. The topic of this episode is World Youth Skills Day, which this year is on July the 15th, 2021. World Youth Skills Day aims to celebrate the importance of technical and vocational education and training and equipping young people with the skills they need for the future. Set against the backdrop of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, technical and vocational training will have a much greater prominence and importance in educational provision, with a number of governments, including the UK, making substantial commitments to greater levels of investment. Over the last decade, consistent evidence has indicated that teenagers who participate in activities with employers whilst in school or at college, on average, do better as young adults in the workplace. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Trudy Bihari, who heads up our ServiceNow practice, Zoe Lewis, who is the Managing Director of Methods Professional Services, Roger Bearpark, who is a Senior Delivery Manager at Methods Analytics, and finally, but not least, Jake Wilkins, a ServiceNow System Administrator who joined Methods through one of the initiatives we'll be talking about today. This episode was recorded on the 6th of July, 2021. So to set some context, I just wanted to read a quote from the International Labour Organization's report for employment trends last year. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, there had been an upward trend in the number of young people not in employment, education or training, with rising youth unemployment seen as one of the most significant problems facing economies and societies in today's world for developed and developing countries alike. But perhaps most worrying is that those aged 15 to 24 were three times more likely than adults to be unemployed globally, with one in five young people not in employment, education or training, and three out of four of these being young women. So what are organisations like Methods doing and should be doing to combat this? So, um, so Trudy, do you want to kind of start with, with some of the initiatives that Methods have been involved with, in particular how sort of Jake um, got to join us? Yeah, um, thank you, Matt. Um, yeah, uh, as Matt said, uh, my name is Trudy Bihari and I'm the head of the ServiceNow practice here at Methods. Um, Methods as an organisation has always been very passionate about social value initiatives. Uh, and uh, within our ServiceNow practice, uh, we certainly had a vision uh, to introduce into our talent stream uh, a slightly more diverse nature of individual. Um, you know, we're quite used to putting out recruitment adverts uh, for people at graduate level education uh, with three to five years experienced uh, in service now. Uh, and we thought that uh, there must be an opportunity out there for us to give uh, a chance to uh, people who maybe didn't go through that uh, traditional uh, education and academic uh, sort of uh, introduction to the workplace. And um, purely as, as a coincidence, uh, ServiceNow, who we're uh, partnered with, uh, were introducing uh, an initiative uh, which did just that. Uh, within ServiceNow, it's called uh, the Next Gen, Next Gen, Next Generation, obviously. Uh, and part of that was a, a youth initiative to, to give just such opportunities uh, to uh, young people. They also had uh, um, actions of that initiative that offered opportunities to uh, returning army veterans, for example, uh, women returning to work, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and other um, uh, areas of, of the public that maybe wouldn't have uh, the advantages uh, and the opportunities to join uh, an organization like Method. So we were really, really uh, happy to be invited to help ServiceNow uh, actually craft and form their next gen program we fed into their curriculum, particularly in the service now space. 
but effectively it was a uh, a digital training program which would not just introduce them to the technicalities of a digital career but also to the workplace introducing them to some of the softer skills that that maybe that they wouldn't come to the front of their mind and maybe would be uh, more accessible to to a person uh, who had um, a, a, a more traditional introduction to the workplace uh, and through that we were introduced to five uh, lovely young people, uh, uh, including one who I will introduce uh, shortly to tell his story. Uh, and basically, uh, they had gone through this uh, uh, next gen uh, program uh, in collaboration with a, a West Midlands based, a West Midlands based organisation uh, called Tinsmart, who offered community training uh, again to. Uh, um, individuals who, who maybe wouldn't have that opportunity uh, normally. Uh, as I say, we were introduced to a total of seven, actually, uh, young people who were particularly interested in a ServiceNow career. And of the seven, uh, we were actually able to make offers to five. Uh, I, I hope and I think that we we uh, appeal to them and our, our presentation to them and the way that we showed them what the company was like, introduced them to our ServiceNow teams, uh, was effective because all five accepted our offer uh, and they actually joined the organisation as permanent employees in August 2020. Uh, the young man I'm going to introduce you to shortly was one of those uh, recruits uh, who joined as a, a junior ServiceNow system administrator, has now gone through his probation, has engaged in a uh, um, uh, various uh, areas of training and development, including on the job training, and is now sitting on one of our prestigious ServiceNow accounts within the organisation as a fully fledged system administrator. So that that journey that we had uh, working with uh, ServiceNow NextGen and working with TinSmart was very encouraging, uh, very um, um, very inspiring uh, for us as a as a company. It's certainly something that we would love to do again. Um, and with no further ado, I, I would like to introduce uh, Jake Wilkins, who is one of the five recruits that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and uh, Jake's going to tell you a little bit about his story and how Methods has helped him to grow and develop. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for the lovely introduction there. So yeah, as Trudy mentioned, my name is Jake Wilkins. Uh, I am, yeah, the junior system administrator. Uh, well, I'm not junior anymore, sorry. I am the uh, system administrator, um, what well, was on the beast, the Birmingham City Council project uh, for ServiceNow implementation. Um, but uh, before all of that, I, back in 2019, I actually um, just finished college. Uh, so I was, I did two years at college. Um, and I, I, wanted, I wanted to uh, pursue a career in um, software development. I would be a developer. So after um, leaving college, I was already kind of in contact with a um, with a consultancy for uh, apprentices for such careers. Uh, so I was with them for quite a few months, um, for almost like I think half a year. Um, and I'm not going to name the consultancy because, to be honest, they it was a bit of a it wasn't that great, and I think it was a waste of my time because. 
um, I was given as a consultant, as consultancy do, they give you um, job descriptions uh, for um, apprenticeships that you'd like that you could consider. And I'd say, I'd, you know, I take up all the offers and I'd never hear back from them. And then like weeks later, they'd be like, oh, we've got a new job for you. But I'd be like, OK, but, you know, what about the other one that I just, uh, you know, responded to? So near towards um, September, I kind of gave up and I was I went I turned to the job center in search for a part time job or maybe a full time job whilst I was still pursuing the apprenticeship that I was wanting. Um, few was there for a few months, um, still on the search. And then um, one day, uh, as uh, Trudy mentioned, uh, a man called Alex from Digsheds or the West, West Midlands um, uh, youth scheme that was happening. Uh, it's very, very recent. I was one of the first uh, people from that cohort uh, to sign up. And yeah, I was introduced to them uh, up in the job centre. And then uh, next thing you know, I'm uh, doing a course uh, at the start of 2020 uh, with uh, the Digisheds programme. And um, I was introduced to a lot of new things, um, things that I wouldn't have even known about if I didn't join that course. Uh, a lot of, there was a lot of introductions to uh, how to act professionally. Uh, basically, it was basically a program where you, it, it prepares you for the professional world. Um, and and then at near towards the end, you get um, you get interviewed by various companies, and Mavis was one of them. And um, I, I made an impression, actually made an impression on three companies um, by the end of it, uh, because there was, it was, it was, it was like a speed dating kind of thing with the interviews. So I'd have one interview back to back and then next, next, and then I'd go to the next one, so on and so forth. And yeah, by the end of it, I had three uh, companies giving me offers and uh, what methods was the one I chose because the way they, um, you know, the way that we're, um, the, with the apprenticeship scheme and some it's there's things that are going on at the moment that you know that i'm really you know su really looking forward to and i support because it's something that you know as a youth myself you know i've been a person that you know wanted to do that didn't want to go down the traditional route of university because it's quite to be honest i don't know if you know the older generation can see had a perspective on this but university is quite you know it's quite um what's the word ah oh, i can't think of the word it's quite intimidating that's it yeah and, and you know when you go to uni it's, it's like that's you know a lot of people especially you know in their 17 18s like they 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 don't really know what they're doing the majority of them do and you know when you go to university you're making a commitment to one to one type of career and you've got to spend years studying that and then next thing, if you didn't if you decide you don't like that you know it's years wasted well you know it feel it feel like that but i mean i'm not saying university is a bad thing or you know i encourage people to go to university if that's what they consider but if you're a person that you know is unsure on what you want to do and you decide that what you're doing currently is not good for you then it, it can have a toll on it it can take its toll on you but you know so the, what's going on at the moment with companies especially methods you know what's what's coming up and uh, what they're doing for youth and, you know, a lot of alternative, um, well, a lot of um, diverse groups as well. You know, it's, it's very, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm glad that it's happening now. You know, it is, a, it has been an issue. So I'm really happy about that. But yeah, so after, um, back to the story, after, after, you know, after um, Digisheds and I made an impression on methods, I then 
yeah, joined and uh, from I think it was joined on the third of August, and from there, um, yeah, I've been getting so much support and training and guidance, you know, from from methods and from yeah the teams that I've been working on. At the start, I was working on the Ministry of Justice. That was my first ever uh, project. And um, that was, it felt intimidating to be working for like, you know, a government organization, but um, people, people at Methods have been so kind and supportive. And when I joined, joined the BCC, that's where I really um, kicked off in terms of um, development. So yeah, and ever since then I've been continuing to grow and become a better, better system administrator, I should say. So yeah, it's been exciting and I can't wait for the times to come. Great, that's brilliant, Jake. Um... I guess I've, I've got a couple of questions because some, some of the things I've been involved with more recently is, has been around sort of helping school leavers kind of understand, um, you know, roles in, in what we call the digital economy. Because I think often when you hear about something that's digital, like yourself, people often think it's a more technical software development type career. So I'm, I'm just sort of interested in, in your knowledge of the kind of peripheral sort of jobs and roles and skills that maybe you know you you perhaps weren't aware of now but perhaps weren't aware of then you know things like sort of user researchers and sort of UXers and business analysts and things like that so what, what was your experience from a as a school leader of those sort of um, you know job options if, if they were or even sort of careers that you could pursue that weren't necessarily um, so technical for example well to, to be honest I was when I when I was my heart was set on being a developer I was thinking code I, I just want to do things that you know involve coding and to be honest I wasn't actually quite um aware of what kind of roles would you know would be available for me in terms of what skill set I have so it, it, it was I would to be honest when I was looking at apprenticeships I was wondering is this the right role that I want to do like do, is this what I really want to do and you know, like I know, I I know things about this, but is this is this specific role what I I'm thinking of? And I feel like there's a probably a big knowledge gap in terms of roles and what you know what's available out there. Like you could have the skill set, but you probably don't know what the role you might yeah. that might be called is. Yeah. So no, it's it's interesting because I think what I've seen. I mean, it's it's been a long time since I left school, uh, unfortunately, showing my age. But uh, <laughs> you know, the thing that I do wasn't even invented then. Um, but we've been recently working with um, a city council, Manchester City Council, and as, and as part of their um, social value element of, of the, the procurement that we had to go through, which was quite, you know, quite high uh, emphasis on it. I think it was about 20% of the, the whole bid was yeah. around what we could offer as, as an organisation uh, around social value. And, and, and as methods, we have recently uh, achieved the social value mark. Which is great for us, but but what they were really interested in knowing is what we could do for them. And after you know, sort of quite a bit of um, sort of contact with with various people at the council, um, my colleague Liz, who who uh, runs our Manchester office, had, had, was talking about some of the work she was doing across schools in the Greater Manchester area, and that seemed to sort of resonate. But what's really worked is we've been in recently doing what we call sort of master classes. So this is kind of aimed at school leavers. And really kind of talking about the roles in a digital project. So we were using the project that we've delivered for, for Manchester, which was a, a resident and business digital uh, engagement program, um, which was looking at how the council interact with um, businesses and residents on their digital channels and, and looking at the sort of roles required to kind of fulfill that. And, and a lot of the, the people we were talking to in, in the, uh, the council, the careers advisors, 
weren't really aware of those skills because everyone sees it as like yourself very technically it's either software development and um, so what's been quite interesting is going into schools and, and literally two weeks ago um, Liz and uh, Joe who's one of my colleagues were at an academy in Manchester doing that exact thing so looking at what a project consists of and those roles around user researchers you know user experience designers um, delivery managers um, and business analysts. So these are all roles that are, you know, really sort of critical to those kind of projects. But I don't think they are always necessarily identified as those sorts of things. I mean, I don't think you can go and physically do a, a well, perhaps a UX one now, but maybe not a business analyst or a delivery management role. They're things that you kind of learn more more in jobs. Yeah. Really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that 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 idea itself is you know it's amazing because you know for me. Well, for a lot of people, if they don't know what they're doing and like they're given like, you know, a, a choice set on the table for them and they, you know, have a taster of it all before, like, before making an initial decision, you know, it, it really help out a lot. You know, I, I know I know someone who, um, you know, he, he doesn't know what he wants to do. And to be like because of how the, the, you know, the wide array of things that there are, you know, that are available in terms of jobs and roles, you know. It kind of it kind of overwhelms you. So you know, masterclasses like that, and you know, given a given like a trial or a, you know, a test run of each one, and seeing if you enjoy it or not is a, a great idea. And it sh you know, it should have been there for a long time ago. No, it's really, it's really, you know, it's great. I'm glad that it's happening now. But yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's a great it's a great idea, and I feel well, like it will help I, a lot of people. I think, I think now that it's becoming you know a big part of the procurement process for the public sector. You know, it's it's going to be a you know a lot more well thought through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good. So Zoe, do you perhaps want to sort of come in and talk about the sort of social value aspects that that methods get involved with? Yeah, absolutely. Be delighted to follow on from that. Um, so as you touched upon already at the start of this year, we decided as an organisation we really wanted to commit and go that extra mile for social value. Um, so we got the accreditation, what's called the social value quality mark. So we're only the second organisation in the tech field to actually got this. And basically what it is, we have a number of pledges, um, right from everything uh, across environment to dealing with young people to volunteering. Uh, it's pledges that we make as an organisation to hit certain standards. Uh, and then we move on to the next level of the quality mark. So what's relevant here, I think, is our social value charter that we have at Methods. Uh, and we have a pledge which states we will inspire and nurture our next generation of talent through our commitment to support vibrant and proactive graduate schemes. Um, there is just so much advantage to having young people and th that diversity element in our organisation, as in any organisation. Um, young people can bring so many skills um, to, to, a, to a team and, and to an organisation. And I really love the concept with the apprenticeships. You actually get the ability to earn while you're learning as well. And I think as an organisation, we intend to, we already do, we intend to put even more investment uh, and training and development around our young people and just give them that exposure to all the different elements uh, of roles that we offer at Methods and allowing them to choose their own path. Um, we also offer all members of uh, staff, our people, um, two days volunteering uh, per year, which is all paid for by the company. And again, we get involved in a lot of different outreach programmes. You've touched upon one there. Um, I'm involved in one next week uh, where we're going into the schools in slightly deprived areas um, and we're helping them understand the skills that they need to be successful at interviews. 
uh, as an example, and how to come across in, in presentations, because naturally a lot of things are being done virtually um, now. So yeah, we've got such an array of skills across methods. It's just fantastic to be able to get involved in such initiatives uh, and pass on our skills and experience on, onto the, the younger generation. Great, thanks, Zoe. Um, so I guess one of the other kind of topics that uh, I think is, is relevant to this is, is allowing sort of, a, a, I guess, the, the people that joined our organisation to kind of really feel their way into a, a career path. And um, Roger, when we when we spoke before, um, you were quite a, a big advocate for that. And, and I, I'd sort of seen, you know, as someone with a, a teenage daughter who really doesn't know what they want to do, um, I went to a TEDx talk in Manchester and, and there was a, a really good speaker who basically said, you know, don't try and specialise in anything, you know, try and be a, you know, sort of a, a jack of all trades, a, a master of some. I think that was the terminology. And, and we, we had a conversation before uh, about allowing sort of people to maybe feel their way with with experience of a number of roles and and sort of, you know, find what they're passionate about. Yeah, I, I totally agree that that is for me key to how we we engage all kinds of um, skills talents diversity and and not only as an organization help us develop but but socially there's so many benefits to that as well um, a very wise head teacher of my daughter uh, a few years ago was explaining that you know there should be no expectation that you have a career for life um, and I kind of think in some ways I epitomise that because if I wasn't called a delivery manager, um, I'd probably more sort of term myself as an expert generalist. Um, I, I do all sorts of things. I've done all sorts of things. Um, and one day I will find out what I'm actually good at and maybe major <laughs> on that for a while. Um, but but the idea of, of almost trying to sort of pigeonhole people in, into roles, into stereotypes. And I think Jake touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, in some ways, I think too many in the tech industry put barriers up to, to all kinds of people by asking for particular skills or traits or, you know, are you interested in being a Python coder or, or this, that or the other? Um, I actually think being open about what the industry wants and what it could be are equally important. Um, I was fortunate enough to work for a local authority a few years back where we, we did a number of initiatives that I think taught us as much as we were able to, to sort of share with those people in education. Um, and for me, it's about giving those opportunities. So I think it's, we've already talked about um, the outreach endeavors here. But I think what we've learned over the past 15 months or so is with distance working, it, there really should be no barriers, not just going out and talking to people about what these roles are and how we work. We could go and work in a school or a college for a day. We, we could you know, run retrospectives. We could do planning sessions. OK, it might take people outside of their comfort zones, but it's actually showing the reality of what a role is. Um, as a school governor a few years back, I was talking to people about how my career in IT and digital had developed. And I, I made the point then that half of the roles that existed then wouldn't 
have existed when I started work, and there will probably be all sorts of roles in five years' time that I wouldn't know anything about. So why also don't we allow people to, to kind of, in that lean coffee kind of way, um, have some structure but no fixed agenda? Um, find out, you know, they may well end up as the best hybrid between a user researcher and a coder for some strange reason that, that actually benefits them, benefits an organisation. So the idea of being able to come in and giving people an opportunity not just to fit into that pigeonhole, but be able to discuss about the sorts of things that, that might interest them, sample some of the different roles. And I think what certainly benefited me over the years is, is understanding what other people do. And so I think, you know, e even if you're spending six months trying different roles, and you may settle on one or two that you think are for you, at least you've had some experience of the others. And I think that appreciation of what other people do is, is really, really important. I think the other thing we shouldn't lose sight of as well is when you're looking at, at opening up opportunities to, to young people, is that they don't come in without skills. You know, I think more and more these days, uh, whether you've been to university or not, you might have experience of working in hospitality or retail. Those are skills that, that actually are really, really transferable into the IT sector. Um, so the sorts of things that methods do, you know, being able to deal well with difficult customers, um, not that we had too many of those, of course, but, you know, th they're the sorts of things that really add value. So being able to give those those people bringing in and, and encourage them to believe that they do have experience, not just to say, you know, you're, you're the junior here, you're the new person, you know, watch, listen, you'll learn. It's a two way street for me. And I think if we can get them on that carousel of, of trying different things, um, asking questions, making them feel comfortable that they can challenge the status quo and get those new people to sort of challenge the organization as much to adapt and evolve as we help them develop. Um, so for me, I think there's there's so much opportunity here. Um, and if, if we get more people like Jake into the industry, then yay, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one, one of the things I always say, and this is where I show my age, when I was at Polytechnic, um, <laughs> um, it was, you know, what my sort of uh, job in, in sort of um, uh, out of out of sort of uh, uh, poly hours was essentially working behind a bar. But that that was in a, in a place um, where it had a, typically a lot of barristers going in every day. So those kind of social skills of being able to kind of deal with people, you know, I think it's really important. Um, I've got a book that I can recommend because you sort of triggered something, me, uh, Roger. So I, uh, on the TED talk that I went, there was a, actually a, a talk by a guy called uh, David Epstein who uh, had a book called Range, and it's essentially why journalists triumph in a specialised world. And I think that that's a really good book to kind of uh, to have a read. So I'll share a link with you. Um, Roger made references to uh, obviously our transformation to sort of give people a, those sort of tasters, let them come into the business, let them see what roles. Um, and if, if, if this podcast is going to have any historical context, that was very much our, our view that uh, with Jake and the other five joining the organisation, that they'd have an opportunity to come down to the London office to actually see methods in operations, go and talk to the uh, 
um, the Salesforce team, go and talk to HR, go and talk to the recruitment team upstairs, you know, actually wander around the IT team. Um, and 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 possibly if those other opportunities, you know, if they said, oh, could I spend a week working with the IT team, you know, to see how they're set up, then we were hoping that those opportunities would present themselves. Obviously, uh, COVID and the restrictions that we've been under for the last 18 months or so have just put pay uh, to, to, to all of that. Um, but, but Jake and the others have flourished beautifully, <laughs> even with uh, all of those uh, restrictions and limitations and us not able to be we've, we've actually never met so oh yeah no, exactly. yeah we've actually never met but they've flourished well and uh, and certainly i still see it as something that we could still have them do i would encourage them to do it you know come down to london and see see methods in operation yeah i can't wait to do that and just to set probably some expectation jake i'm sure the it team do more than say to people turn it on and off again oh. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, there is one other thing out of that. One other place I, I worked had a, a, a library of, of such books, and those new starters, whether they were youngsters or, or not, were afforded so much time each kind of period to, yeah. to just sit down and read these things. Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, so often there's there's good ideas that are often sort of, yeah, you should do this, finish work and then go and do it. I think being able to, to create time for people as well is, is a really valuable thing and shows the intent of the organisation to support people to do that. So, it's you know. Part of the 80-20, isn't it? That's the whole idea, you know, the 80-20, that that 20% is, is for you. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no, I think, I think that's really important. You know, I mean, I've only had... In the last 25 years, I've had three jobs. But in those three jobs, I've done a multitude of roles. And if it wasn't for the ability to kind of swap and change, I think I would have got bored a lot quicker and maybe moved on. But because those organizations gave me the opportunity to kind of change direction, I think that's what kept my interest and, you know, actually find what I was interested in. Yeah. You know, thank you for joining today and um, hope to see you all in the real world soon. Thank you. Perfect. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thanks.